Okay, Chandra's us, Zen Odyssey, food coaching, food and mood coaching. So I just have to, it's the weekend and I don't normally make videos on the weekend. Um, my daughter's upstairs playing and so I'm not sure if this video is going to get all the way recorded and uh, we'll see how it, I hope it gets there because we just went to a birthday party and it is just such a massive success to the way that I'm working with my daughter with food. Um, and I just have to share the story. So they're very dear friends of ours and um, we love them very much. And we want to, we love, they, they have a lot of big parties and we've seen, you know, we know what they eat. And we actually talk to the parents about food and the importance of health. They're actually really health-minded. But oftentimes um, the food is like not, not always, but like it was like processed foods mostly. Um, and so we often expect this. Um, and so the part I wanna share about is how I help my daughter navigate it and where we're at with her nice dynamic, which is just so special. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zas, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. So we've been talking a lot about brain regulation and I've been talking to her a lot about how addictive screens are and how addictive processed foods are and how it's really normal that our brain like wants more and more and more and has a hard time stopping. And, um, I've been teaching her this concept and like we've been talking about seed oils and you know different types of sugars um there's like the natural blueberries and honey that we let her have as much as she wants but then when it's in a package and it's dyed and has all this we try to really limit it so i've been working with her with this concepts you know she's almost six now so she's understanding a lot more it's different than when they're little and you just don't you just don't give them options but now she's at five-year-old birthday parties and other friends birthday parties and there's all of these social dynamics so she um, was a little bit more clingy than normal. So we were holding hands, walking in, and um, she wanted to kind of walk around with me. So we walked around a little bit and we saw the food table and she goes, ugh, all this sugar. And I was like, yeah, and seed oil. And then she said, you know, I don't think I want any. She's like, but, I, and there was a big, beautiful cake that was, um, I'm sure full of a lot of chemicals, but very, very beautiful. And, um, and she said, but I'm thinking that I'll have a little piece of cake. And I was like, that sounds reasonable. And we kind of like looked at the different stuff. And then there was like a little bowl of fruit. She had a couple pieces of fruit. And then she went and played. It was like an art studio. So they were like doing art classes and all this kind of stuff. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. And then partway over, she came over like an hour in and she was like, can I have like a yogurt or a juice or something? And I was like, yeah, let's find something. So she had a juice. Cause for me, it's not about like, like restriction. It's not about, I don't want to make a rebel. <laughs> so I'm like trying to work with her, you know, and moderate. And, and then, um, and then the cake came and I'll actually probably the, the picture for this video will be her with the cake. Um, and yeah, I mean, she waited almost two hours. They served it like an hour and 45 minutes into the party. Um, she had one box of juice and then she had some cake and she was like, all the kids were like <clears throat> going for it. And my partner's like, what's she doing? She's eating a lot of cake. And I say, well, go help her, go be on her team, go offer. Like she's understands that it's hard to stop when they're, when, you know, processed foods are so addictive and screens are so addictive, it's hard to stop. So like go offer her help. Does she need help like taking the plate away? 
and he was like looks at me <laughs> and I was like just go be on her team and so he goes over and he like leans in he's like hey Khaleesi you want me to take that for you and she looks up at him and she's like yeah yuck and she hands him the plate and he takes the rest of the cake away and throws it away because that is part of the process it's like even though she knows it's addictive and we've talked about it so it's like she's kind of clued into it but still it's hard for kids to regulate themselves to say no to those really big dopamine hitting things that we're giving them for us too it's also hard for us adults and so <clears throat> i just you know i don't expect wouldn't expect a younger kid to do this i think that there's like throughout her time we've been working on different stages of these food decisions i think this is appropriate for someone for a kid that's like you know able to understand the certain level um, but there's, but this is like what I can help you with is like figuring out where is your kid's level at? Where's their brain development? What can they understand? Like when they're little, it's really easy. You just give them healthy or healthy. Like you have complete control and then slowly you have to kind of work through the different phases. And this is what I've done with Kalista. There's a story that people recite back to me all the time on the camping story with s'mores where one weekend she went out with her dad and for a little daughter, daddy daughter camping trip. And a family next door off invited them over for a fire and s'mores and she was interested and she was like why won't you have some daddy abba and he was like oh i know it's gonna make my tummy hurt and then a couple hours later she's like oh my tummy hurts and he's like yeah remember that s'more you had and she's like okay and then the next couple two weekends later they were the exact same camping spot and a different family invited them over for s'mores and she just politely declined at three years old, you know, because she had that connection of what's making me feel this way. I have to tag on one more story because I'm definitely true to my own harm. But New Year's Eve, I just think it's really powerful for you parents to understand that like it's possible and it doesn't have to be restrictive. It doesn't have to be um, fighting. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think, I feel like I'm giving my daughter one of the best gifts in the world is like learning how to regulate her brain and learning how to choose and listen to, learning how to listen to her body. And so New Year's Eve, we had like had an unusual day. We normally pack food with us to go and we didn't. So she ate um, a chocolate croissant and a blueberry muffin from coffee bar. And then we went to another party. It was like a big festive day. And she didn't really eat much and she had she had really begged for a sucker and she wanted a sucker and I told her she could have a sucker that day. Um, and she didn't eat any other food. And when we left the party around nine, she was just like really not feeling well. And um, <laughs> we all just had the pukes the week before. So she was like, I think I'm gonna puke. And I was like, oh gosh, are you really sick? And then we kind of discovered, no, no, it was actually just her belly was feeling really not well from the food. And we, I was like, you know, do you think about what you ate today? And you think that might be a part of it? And, um, and then it was so cute. She's like, will you be my food coach? And uh, I said, yeah. But I said, one of the first things is connecting the dots of like noticing which foods make you feel off, you know? Um, but that does come after having a baseline because when we're on processed foods, there's all these chemicals that make us over desire these foods and so you actually can't listen to your body you actually kind of have to do a food reset you have to get it out of your body first so that then you can feel your true food cravings like for me it's very visceral like sugar has like a big hit here and like a desire here and like a good like sweet potato or yummy salad with a bunch of yummy seaweed and tahini and you know or or really good meat um, I get this like lower in my core body, like, yes, um, 
So it's a different place in my body than sugar talks to me. So yeah, once you really do a food reset and really get off processed foods, then you can start listening to your body, which is really cool. And you can also feel the difference of like, oh, okay, how does this food make me feel? How does this beer make me feel? How does this, how do these grains make me feel? Because then there's this all this individuality of like what we function best on. My partner, he was not doing much grains or bread until we did the genetics test. And then he discovered that actually his body runs really well in grains and he changed his diet and immediately lost about eight pounds and really felt a lot better. And he's looking really amazing. Um, so yeah, there's an individual piece after you get off the processed foods. So it's not rules, it's tools. And yeah, I was, I just had to tell the story about what was fresh in my mind. So I don't know when this video is going to go out, but it's Saturday and we just went to a fifth, five-year-old birthday party and I'm really proud of my daughter and how she's navigating the land, the world of processed foods that's so normalized. And I really want to do everything I can to denormalize it and bring back more real whole foods so that we all feel better and that our kids are better, well-regulated. And yeah, I'm actually going to be talking to parents at my daughter's school about how to help their kids be more regulated, how to help them show up like the good kids they want to show up as, you know, which has to do with like movement, body movement, types of screens, educational versus highly stimulating, which really messes with focus, and then food, um, and how different foods allow our brain to be really clear and focused and productive for adults. Same thing for kids. We give them a bunch of <laughs> donuts and candy and highly processed foods and then and and you know colorful candy snacks it's like of course they have a hard time like of course they're bouncing off the walls of course like i don't know and then sit in your desk and behave and learn i just feel like we're like making it so hard on them so i'm working with our school that trying to get um understanding of the connection of food and focus and kids abilities to learn and self-regulate yeah okay one last story when my daughter was three the school noticed that she was well-regulated till 5 p.m. without a nap, <clears throat> even on days without a nap. And because the school had like mandatory naps and it was during COVID and no one was sharing any food. And one of the teachers noticed the food that I was giving Kalista and her ability to regulate. And they noticed the other kids that were like having bagels and like having tantrums by 10 a.m. And they asked me to start talking to the parents. like, can you teach the other parents how to feed their kids so that our job is easier, basically? <laughs> Um, and why don't we parents also want the same thing? You know, we think that eating the packaged food is saving us time, you know, because we don't have to prepare it. We don't have to pack it. You know, we don't have to, it's less preparation, but what I see over and over again is like, it's costing us time and energy to eat processed foods. Like it's making us more tired, less clear. Um, we need more sleep to recover. So I really like to... I really like to, um, I totally forgot what I was going to say, so that's it. <laughs> I'm going to go be a mom.